Hello and welcome to the Wealth Reliance Podcast. My name is Dave Deal. This is the podcast for the side cash hustler. If you want insights, real life experience from people just like you on how they started creating side income, you are in the right place. Documented experiences of people creating a few hundred dollars to extra tens of thousands of dollars a month. Make sure to subscribe and review. This means more than you know. Also, feel free to check us out at selfreliantwealth.com. Before we jump into the episode, let's take a minute to thank our sponsors. Welcome back to part three, episode number 50 of the Wealth Reliance podcast. This is the final interview with Lara Owen of the Pink Iron Gym. Without further ado, we'll jump right back into the episode. Hope you enjoy. Yep. But money does come back. I'll let you go into the next question, but I do, I, I was thinking about like, I remember at one point, it was the summer of 2017. So, so, you know, a year and a half ago, it was right before, it was like we were finishing the build out on the gym, right before we kind of like went live with everything. And I remember taking a video on my phone of just crying in the car. Like I have to record this because I have to remember how stressed out I am right now. And the fact that I know it's going to get worse. I know there's going to be times when this gets a lot harder, but right now I'm really in this and I'm really effing stressed and I need to just let it out. Um, there's, there's been more stresses and challenges in the last two years than I ever thought possible. And I am pretty good at planning. I, whatever you're planning for is like 60% of what it could really be. If you're like, no, 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 this is 200%. This is way more than I ever think is possible. It's still 60%. Okay. So just get that in your head. Know that it's going to happen. People say this, like, if you don't have kids, People tell you all the time, I'm sure, like, oh, just wait till you have kids, then you'll know. And you're like, you know what? Screw you, man. I get it. I'm an aunt. I'm an uncle. I get it. You don't. Okay. I love you. You don't. (laughs) (laughs) I was that same person. Like, I totally get it. I didn't. So be okay with that. But also know, like, as those challenges present themselves, you are in it with the rest of us. You've got this. And you can, like, you can keep going. You just put one foot in front. It's like a workout. I have never seen anybody go to failure in, you know, however many years I've been doing this, I've never seen it happen because we always have more inside than we think we can give. Yep. So just give it. Pushing past the wall, right? Exactly. Pushing past the wall. Okay. I'm going to keep it. I'm going to let you no, ask the you're, question. You're I, went, I just, a little tangent here. No, I love tangents are the best. That's what makes <laughs> conversations so real and raw, right? It's just like, let's go with it and see where it ends up. Mm-hmm. But you, no, it's a perfect segue for, you know, what you were just talking about with the, with the kid, the kid comment. Mm-hmm but you talk about raising a family and starting a business. I mean, I feel like that's one of the biggest excuses people make as to why they don't want to start a side hustle or a business. And it's like, well, I can't, I have a family. And how have you been able to, you know, build such a strong, amazing family and do the other parts of the business just because of that? And what do you think your kids are learning from that too? Oh, it's so fun. So I'm, I, when I found out that I was having two girls, I was devastated. Like all I wanted were boys. I wanted three (laughs) boys, no girls. Um, I, my mom and I have had a challenging relationship over the years. So I was like, Oh, I don't want to repeat that. So when I found out it was two girls, I'm like, you gotta be kidding me. Of course. Um, but now, I mean, does that tell the narrative any better? Right. So I get, I get to have these little girls that see like mommy's busy. Mommy's doing things. They ask me every day, are you going to the gym? Can we, can we drive by the gym? They love the gym. It's 
big pink gym. Um, How can you but I think that that's a great, a really great point because I had, so I had some money set aside and I had to ask my parents to have access to that money in order to start this business. Now my parents um, are awesome humans. They allowed me to do anything and everything that I wanted while I was growing up. They've always more than provided for me. They are very um, just quintessential. Like Laura, you're going to go to college. You're going to get a good corporate job. You're going to climb the ladder. You'll live a happy life and you'll have a happy family. And that's great. And that's what you should do. So when I was working for that tech company, they were just, I mean, that was like the bumper sticker. Like my kid works at, you know, this place. (laughs) So when I approached them and and told them about all of this, I mean, they're like, can't you just wait? Like, can't you wait until the girls are in school? And it's, you know, then you have some more time. Now, granted, I didn't stay home with the kids. So WTF, but um, (laughs) they're like, you know, can't you wait? And first I said, well, one, no, because the opportunity is not going to be there. It's going to be a different landscape. And I don't know what that landscape looks like. So we need to pounce now. But two, why would I wait until my children are older and the stakes are higher? Okay. So for anybody out there that does have, you know, older elementary school and older kids, like I get it. It's scary, right? We have the opportunity right now to pick up and move if we need to. The girls are in preschool. They're in like a daycare preschool thing. Fine they're not locked down. They don't have like these solid, I also have twins that are each other's friends. So your kids have each other if you have more than one. And if you don't, they have themselves. So it's fine. Um, but that was like, so, so interesting to me that that was what my mom came back at me with. I'm like, no, what do you mean? Like now's the perfect time. So there's never going to be a perfect time. I mean, let's be real, but if you want to do it, like you cannot wait, do not wait. Don't wait one more day. Don't tell yourself like, okay, I'll do it tomorrow. No, stop, breathe, and then just do the thing now. Like, what did I have on my computer? I had a sticky note on my computer. It said, do it right and do it right now. It was the best advice I ever got from the property management company, my boss there. That was the best advice she ever gave. Do it right, do it right now. Just get it done. Don't wait. Um, I think that one of, you know, to kind of follow up on the question of like, how have we built this strong family? um, You have to end up leaning on each other so much. Um, I will be the first to admit that it has not come without challenges. I mean, my husband and I have had, I mean, just since the kids were born, very challenging, complete 180 for our relationship. Um, You know, the fact that like kind of he lost his job right before the girls were born and like all the things that he's had to go through work-wise. And I mean, what a toll that takes on your masculinity when your wife who just gave birth to twins is now supporting your family. Like, very, very stressful. Um, so let me just put that out there, right? We don't talk about it enough. I was in Mm -hmm. Chicago this last week and I was talking to a coworker and and he kind of like made mention of this. I'm like, Oh, so we both had the same exact problem happening in the same year, but neither of us knew because we didn't want to say anything. And then we found out another coworker and another one, like everyone struggles in their marriage. Everyone struggles with their family if you're having a hard time, you're not alone. Like you just have to know that, like, look left, look right. They're having problems too. It's <laughs> fine. Um, so, you know, take it for what it is. When you see the people on Instagram with these beautiful families, you I mean, probably more than half are yelling at each other every night. Not, not that that's okay. It just is what it is. Like just move on and be okay. Make the steps, do the things, but having the business is having another child. Mm-hmm. I never believed people when they said that. I thought mm-hmm. like, you just don't know how to time manage. 
you were right. So just be okay with it, own it, know that it's going to happen. So if you're still in the like prep phase of your side hustle, don't let this scare you (laughs) that you're not terrified and don't want to start your side hustle. Um, But really like if it's itching at you, you got to do it and you don't want to wait. Don't put it off any longer. I think it's almost more fuel to the fire to really take the ownership of it and just go after it. Right. Cause I mean, I look at, and I hear this story and I just think to myself, I'm like, man, that just fires me up to like, want to do it more. Right. And if you're that type of person that's listening to this right now, like just do it, right. Just get out there and just start doing. And even if it's, you know, if all you can spend is an hour a week, or if it's 10, 10 minutes a day, or mm-hmm. it doesn't matter what it is. It doesn't matter how long it is. Right. If that's, what's holding you back, well, I don't have enough time to just take whatever you can afford to do. Right. If you have to get up 20 minutes early or go to bed 20 minutes late, like figure it out and make it work so that you can start doing something different. Because, you know, when you go back to it, the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over and over again and expecting different results. Right. Right. You've got to change. The thing that's really scary to me is like, ask yourself this. If, because I see this a lot. I talk to people all the time that have this come up. Same thing, right? Of like, oh, well, they don't have the time to give. Like, I might as well just not do it because I'm not going to be able to do it right and all this stuff. Would you rather die having not done this? I mean, I, sorry to go morbid, but really, like, <laughs> it's, it's that cut and dry because you're either going to do it or you're not going to do it. And you have to weigh if not doing it pisses you off enough, then you're going to find a way to do it. And if it doesn't, then that's okay. Like that's in your DNA a little bit, right? That's okay. My husband and I do not share the same level of drive, which is probably a really good thing. But because if he and I were the same, I mean, it might be, it might be catastrophic. Who knows? Might be really, really good. I don't know either, but he has that same kind of like, sometimes it's like, Ooh, Ooh, I'm just going to pull the e-brake a little bit here. Are you okay with dying having not done that thing? Then okay. But you have to pick that. Mm, I love that. And really, I mean, it's such a great point. Like I think about, you know, the last span of a two or three months and I've had, you know, many people actually pass away that I'm close to. And I think the same thing, right? As I'm sitting through the funeral and the, you know, eulogies and everything. And I'm just thinking to myself, like, how am I living? I could go tomorrow and am I living the life that I want to live or am I just living because I have to, right? Because I, that's what everybody else is doing. Like, you don't know when your time is up. So you might as well live every single day like it's your last and you enjoy life to the fullest because of that. Yep. It's, there's, I'm, so I'm gonna, I'm not like Gary Vee. I wish I was in some ways when I'm not, but I do have this weird thing. This is why I'm registered independent because I really have this hard time with pull of both sides of like, there's this like, okay, live the best, live to the fullest, like no regrets. If I go tomorrow, I did the things, but then there's also an element of like, we all have to plan, right? We have businesses, we have ideas, like it's okay to have a nine month growth strategy ahead of you to not do this. So like let your, if you're, if you're struggling with what we're saying here of like, do it and do it now, like we get it. We get that you still have planning. There's still things that need to, I mean, I've been the, the problem I've had is that I'll like not plan. And then I'm like, Oh, let's do a sale. We've given nobody a heads up. Let's just do one. That doesn't work either. Right. So you have to plan a little bit, but if it's that pull the trigger thing, do you, do you want to go? And your family's like, man, they were making progress. 
they were going for their goals. They were trying, they were doing, or, you know, they had these great ideas. Don't really know that like, mm-hmm. weigh that out. Oh, that is so tough though. I'm with you. We've lost a lot of people in the last like 12 months. Same thing. It's crazy. It it's is. Crazy. Gives you a major perspective shift on, mm-hmm. you know, what really is important and everything else. But yeah, I mean, you're exactly right. And I think, you know, going back to the stories, right. You look at the progress and the process, you know, two years in the making of what you're creating and you're finally hitting that point where you're gaining, you know, crazy momentum. Mm-hmm. And at the beginning, you just said, look, we're doing this and we're going to take all the little steps necessary to prepare and plan for this large scale thing. And, you know, when the plan doesn't work, it's okay. Just replan because it's not ever going to work the way you think it's going to. Mm-hmm. Uh, it just changes and you've got to be able to adapt and move with it. Yep. Um, okay. So this brings me to another question. What would you say has been the biggest hurdle that you've had to overcome? Oh, I mean, the cliche answer is myself <laughs> because there's so many things that I do well, but there are so many things that I do not do well. Um, I really, if I could like kind of go back and do it again, tw- you know, 2020 hindsight, um, I would have read the book Profit First. Amazing book. I 100% should have set myself up on that system. I think we would have we would have structured things a lot differently if I had had that book in my hands prior to all of this starting. Namely, like I am really, really good at finding a way to get money to come in. Like I'm all about the flow of money. I don't like to hold on to it too long. That's also a problem. (laughs) Um, So, you know, I'm a big proponent. So I don't have an issue so much with getting the money to come in. A little scary, a little stressful, not always the most fun, but living within my means, I'll be the first to tell you, very hard for me because I'm so used to this, like, well, I have unlimited amounts of money available to me, right? Like I know that I can bring more in if I need it. So finding a way to like harness that mentality while also finding a way to like reel in the bills for sure challenging. Um, that's been the biggest hurdle. The other piece is, um, I hired way too fast. So I, like it ended up working out really weird with our leased space that we're in. We had signed a lease on one space after getting a bunch of bids for the project. We realized like it was exorbitant, the contracting costs to get it all done, like four times what was budgeted and it shouldn't have cost that much. It was just a really busy time period. Um, so we ended up moving to a new space. Um, but because I had like we're going to go live on this day. Then it got pushed back, but you have to like ramp up and train and all of these things. So I ended up hiring way too fast. That was, I mean, that killed tens of thousands of dollars right there. And I could have done most of it by myself. Such a good lesson. An amazing lesson. I will literally never make that mistake again. (laughs) Um, And I think it's also hard to really judge what my time is worth. Mm -hmm. So I think a lot of entrepreneurs struggle with like, well, it'll just be easier for me to just do this little like data entry task because then I don't have to explain how to do it. But like step back, stop and, you know, analyze, like, do I need to hire a person to do this? Can I really do this? Is this a one-off? Is this something that's going to be longer term? Like all of those things now, like, really should have done that. Really should have thought more about that. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Those are my biggest things. 
No, that's awesome. But you know, you look at it though in, in hindsight and you really do look and say, okay, well, yeah, that was not the best of decisions, but I learned so much because of it. And you know, sometimes like depending on who you are, sometimes you just have to learn a lesson a certain way because it makes it that much more powerful. Exactly. You realize, okay, I'm not going to do that again. Yep. I'm a hundred percent a learn by experience person. My parents have tried to tell me so many things over the years. I'm like, I'm not going to get it till I fail. I'm not going to do it till I F it up. Sorry. (laughs) It's the most frustrating, funny, awful thing in the world because I'm the exact same way. And Mm -hmm. I just, I have to learn by doing it. But you know, at the same time, I feel like that's what's really given me this different perspective on life because I am so hands-on and I want to see the intricacies of how things work and put the pieces together. Yeah. It, you know, it's, it's what fuels me. It's what gets me out of bed every morning. It's what makes me excited. And so, you know, I don't think it's necessarily a bad thing. It's just learning how to develop and cultivate that in a better way. Agreed. hundred percent. All right. So this is one of the questions that I absolutely love. Um, you know, and it really comes back down to what we were just talking about with how you live your life. And it's, if you were given, you know, I want you to take a second to think about this, but if you were given one day left to live, so tomorrow was the end, what type of advice would you leave as your legacy? Whether it be to your kids, your family, um, teammates, what would that look like? I mean, I've said it a couple of times and I think it would be, if I have to leave something behind, it's pull the ripcord, just go, jump out of the plane, do the thing, stop hemming and hawing. Even if you fail and screw up over and over, just do it. We're going to Nike this up. Just do it. I love it. I love it. I literally hate that question. I mean, I don't really hate it, but I hate it because it puts me into that space of like, oh my God, what if, t- what if it was really the last day? I hate that question. I hate you for asking it. I'm just kidding. It's okay. So everybody knows I really love Dave. Like- <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. Cause it, it makes you think. And I think that's, you know, one of the things that I love the answers that come from it because people really stop and they think about it and they go, well, well I don't know. You know, Yeah. And it's that reflective period where, a lot of times we don't give ourselves the time to think about that and reflect and, you know, what really am I living for? What is my legacy that I want to leave behind? I think happiness is a really interesting topic, maybe, particularly for, I mean, we're both, oh God, let me just hit my microphone. <laughs> uh, particularly for both of us, because we're technically millennials, um, that there's all this talk about like, well, I just want to be happy. Um I think that there's some really interesting negative things that are happening because of that. So that's why I hesitate to ever say like, find your happiness. I mean, that's important. It's, it's really critical that you have an optimistic view. I think of of things for me, at least, um, happiness is going to come and go and it's like marriage, right? You are going to have amazing times in your marriage and you are going to have just absolutely horrific times in your marriage. But if all that you're focused on is like, I just want to be happy then you're going to get divorced and you're going to lose out on some really magical things that could have happened all because you're like, well, I just have to live a happy life. Now, granted grain of salt, there's abuse. There's horrible things that happen. So I'm not talking to you people. <laughs> That's not what I'm saying. But I'm saying in just a normal day-to-day thing, even with like employees, well, they don't, they don't make me happy anymore. Fire them. <laughs> okay old tight right there. Um, but I think reevaluating what makes you happy 
from you, right? Not letting these external sources create your happiness, but allowing that to come from inside, meditating, all of that stuff. Like that's important and that's really critical to the whole process. But I'm just going to like cautionary tale. Don't let other people dictate your happiness. No, I love that. It comes back down to that, you know, the happiness within, right? We are the only mm-hmm. ones that can create that happiness and you can't let the external forces, you know, dictate what you're trying to create as happy, but you're also right. I mean, I think you have, you know, sometimes we get in this blinder phase where it's like, okay, this is the only focus and I lose focus of everything else around me that is important that I'm missing out on because I'm focusing on this one tiny little thing. Mm-hmm. And it goes beyond just happiness, but I, mean, I think there's a, you know, a lot that can be learned from just that thought right there. But, um, you know, it really does change the game. And uh, when you can just become more self-aware and really get in tune with who you are as a person and what drives you, that's what can help you to support your spouse, your family, your team, whoever it is, because yeah. you're centered, right? And you have this space where you're coming from that allows other people to be who they are meant to be. Mm-hmm. Love it. Couldn't have said it better. I love it. Well, this has been an absolutely amazing interview. Um, If people want to get in touch with you or check out the gym uh, and what you have going there, what's the best way to get in contact with you? Um, So Instagram, you can follow us there. It's at pink iron for the gym and then at Laura Ann Owen for me, Um, Facebook too, but we're less active there. We're not on Twitter. Sorry, not my thing. Um, And then uh, launching probably this weekend, actually, it will be my YouTube channel. So same name, Laura Ann Owen. And then we have pink iron YouTube that's mildly active. So there you go. Um, Send us DMs, all that good stuff. Awesome. All right. In the final closing remarks, is there anything else that you would like to share uh, with our listeners today? Just lessons learned or any other thoughts of advice or anything else? Oh God. Find people who are in a similar place that you can lean on. Um, I think if, if I didn't have Dave, if I didn't have our kind of group of people to just say like, Hey, I'm going through this. Am I alone? And they'll laugh and say, heck no, I'm in it with you. That is so helpful. I mean, you know, we, we hear all the time about entrepreneurs who, um, you know, take their lives and the stress and, and what it does to families. Like, this is not an easy way of life. Um, and, you know, I think a lot of people, had they known how hard it would be, would maybe try and stifle that DNA a little bit longer. But finding people to join that journey with you and be on it with you and be in the trenches with you. Like this podcast is doing like reach out to any of us. I am a hundred percent certain that anybody that's been on this show will happily take your call or your email or your DM or whatever to let you know that you're not alone. So bounce, bounce those questions off of us, ask for help when you need it. That's always the hardest part is like, I don't even know what help I need. I just know I need some, um, just reach out just reach out. Don't be a stranger. Don't, don't try and shut yourself in your room and figure it out all by yourself. Like you need people said it before. We're all in this together. Reach out, just widen the network, widen the group of people that you, you talk to. Love it. Couldn't have said it any better. Well, with that, everybody, this concludes this episode and mini series of the Wealth Reliance podcast. I really hope you've enjoyed this interview with Laura Owens. She really has been such an amazing friend, and I look forward to continuing to see her progress. And we will do a follow-up interview later on down the road if she's up for it. And uh, 
you know, as always, make sure to infuse hope to those in need by teaching correct principles that lead to result-driven action. Make sure to go out there and make it a fantastic day. Also, you know what, if you've listened to this episode and you can think of somebody that, you know, could really resonate with the information that was shared, make sure to share it with them. Subscribe, rate, review to the podcast. It really does mean more than you know and make it a fantastic day. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Wealth Alliance podcast. I just wanted to take one more minute to thank our sponsors. Are you ready to learn how you can take your life and your business to the next level? Learn how you can create side income and have different assets pay for your life and your lifestyle? Tune in next week to the Wealth Reliance Podcast. This is Dave Deal signing out. Thank you so much and have a great week.